0: Has acknowledged this is the most egregious case reviewed by the NFL.
1: He ends up exposing himself. This is not what I signed up for.
0: We're talking about Deshaun watson we are going to be joined by two sports experts nick hamilton founder of nightcast media say what's playing out right now with deshaun watson was the exact same thing but with a white quarterback
2: i don't think the scrutiny would be as bad
0: i actually want to counter that if this were aaron Rodgers, it would literally be plastered on our foreheads 24 7. david Meltzer, longtime sports executive, all these celebrities that pride themselves on bringing this movement forward. Why are they crickets?
3: Black lives matter, whether it's me too. A lot of
2: people choose livelihood over lives.
0: Or in the end, is it all just about money for them?
2: It's always about the bottom line. People have to understand the NFL is a business and it's the number one sport in the country for a reason.
0: If you are actually assaulted or wronged by somebody in the NFL, namely a high-profile professional athlete, and you want well-deserved justice, all I have to say is good luck with that and Godspeed, because it seems like this establishment of the NFL with them, really anything goes. So I wanted to bring this case to you guys here at Cancel Me Baby because while we are no sports aficionados here, that's okay. Because what we're dealing with, guys, is basically the NFL's first case of their version of almost a Harvey Weinstein Maybe not to that extent, but certainly in the same vein, it's all unfolding. It's all, you know, playing out. And the reason why I wanted to bring it to you is because first of all, your jaws are literally going to fall on the floor. Okay. So that's number one. But also I think that there's so much to explore here and to be said about where it all intersects and where it all collides right when it comes to entertainment high profile people fame entitlement me too punishment or in the NFL's case generally lack thereof you know the inconsistencies and just the truly bizarre nature of it all and how like I said it's unfolding so here's how it's going to go down here is the play by play If you catch my drift. Okay. First things first, I'm going to give you the lay of the land just so you're up to speed and you know what is going on. And then we are going to be joined. Like, you know, I got friends. I got friends in high places. So we're going to be joined by two sports experts. You've seen their faces before on cancel me baby. So they can weigh in with their expertise, right? Because these are guys who are very involved, not only with like entertainment and media and Hollywood, but also with sports, right, have worked with professional athletes, you know, constantly in the mix with them. First, we're going to have Nick Hamilton. He was on the show recently. So Nick is the founder of Nightcast Media, and he's also a contributor to MLB Bro. Secondly, if all goes according to plan, like the story of my life, welcome. We are going to have back on David Meltzer. Long time sports executive. He is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and he formerly served as the CEO of the big time sports agency. Okay, they're rapid. like I'm talking quarterbacks. I'm talking hall Hall of Famers that the movie Jerry Maguire, you know, Show Me the Money was inspired by, right? So this is David's bread and butter. He is like hobnobbing with these quarterbacks all day long. So that's bound to be very interesting. So we are going to get input from both of these guys and again talk about all of it the climate is it about money um the hypocrisies and uh you know just the complete and utter mess that this whole thing is we're talking about deshaun watson deshaun watson is a 26 year old cleveland browns quarterback it's a little bit confused. I'm not going to get into the weeds, but like I said, I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know. There was a 15-month investigation into Deshaun Watson, okay? He had seen at least 66, 66 massage therapists in a 17-month period, okay? And there have been all kind of legal woos and all kind of lawsuits for sexual assault. Unwanted, non consensual interactions. Okay. So before he was with the Browns, he was with the Houston Texans. So with the Houston Texans, this is when most of this went down. It was between 2019 and 2021. He's been accused, and I'm going to play you some audio clips from a few of these women, and it is chilling. Okay. So it's like this man is I don't know how else to slice it. Like this man is clearly a serial like predator. Okay. So he's been accused of going into these massage sessions and rubbing up an erect penis on these women, forcing them to massage him in all kinds of places there, ejaculating on them. Some say forced oral sex. Not good. While he was with the Houston Texans, they settled. 30 lawsuits, 30 confidential lawsuits, which probably means like payouts and things like that, right? Which can you blame these women? Like, aren't you gonna take any sort of like these women are traumatized? They talk about like leaving massage therapy altogether, leaving their careers, being depressed, not being able to sleep, um, the anxiety, uh, all of it, like all the repercussions. So The Houston Texans settled 30, uh, 30 acute settlements, basically with 30, 30 different accusers. Okay. 30 different accusers because they basically say that the organization enabled him and allowed this to happen. So cut to now, while this was all going on, keep in mind, okay. He was transferred over to now the Cleveland Browns where he's the quarterback. And here is the kicker no pun intended. Okay. We all know, like they all know this was going on and this was unfolding. Meanwhile, this guy is rewarded. Okay. With a history making NFL contract, he was rewarded with a five-year guaranteed $230 million contract. And it gets ready for this. Okay. Remember your jaw. It's nowhere to be seen. Because they had known that there was going to be some sort of potential suspension for him. Um, So they basically worked that into his contract so that if so, even if he was suspended for, you know, a short amount of time, he would lose minimal amount of money. So it was basically like embedded into his contract. Okay, so just let that sink in. So now... Uh, more recently, in the last few months, like June, July, he had settled now additional 23 out of 24 personal civil lawsuits against him, right, for all of these assault cases. So what's been unfolding as of late is the nfl deciding what it's going to do now their disciplinary officer her name is sue robinson like middle-aged white lady and she used to be a federal judge literally she said this okay he violated conduct policy there was sexual assault. he poses a genuine danger to the safety and well-being of others and he showed reckless disregard for the consequences she punished him with a six-game suspension, even though the NFL had asked for a year. These are nonviolent assault cases, right? Basically, she's like, we've never done more than six days for anybody. So I'm just going by what you guys have done in the past. She also said that moving forward, the only massage therapists that this man can see are ones that are pre-approved, you know, by the sport and the team in the organization. Like, thank God. What? Uh, Oh, I feel so much better now. Thanks. Can you imagine if you're one of these women? And it's like, but don't worry. He's going to continue to make millions and millions of dollars. Like even up until this point, guys, he's practicing. He's on the field. And don't worry, he'll continue to see your colleagues, but only those approved by the spore. I mean, it none of this, it, it is so bizarre and it's sad. I don't, what is the reason? I don't understand it. And it truly makes no sense. Let me play you some of the recordings of these uh, women. Here you go, take a look.
1: He ends up exposing himself and I hurried up and covered him with the towel. And he said, oh, you don't have to worry about the towel. And I said, yes, I do. So then what happened? He requested that I work on his abdomen. He just kept directing me to go lower, and don't be scared. You you can go in there. like. And I just started really freezing up at this point. A wave just took over my body. I felt so hot. I was sweating. Um, it was getting more and more clear that this is not what I signed up for is not what I thought the session was gonna be. He deliberately grabs himself and put his penis on my hand and I pulled my hand away instantly and I started crying and I told him that I'm done, I don't want to do this anymore.
0: So now here's another woman and I watched her whole interview and she talks about how he basically dm'd her while she's not a licensed therapist she is trained in it but she's not licensed and she runs a business right in this arena and he basically says i don't care i want you to do a massage for me so here's a little bit about what she said um at one point later she just starts crying and uh you can just see again it's like why would anybody ever ask for this or even make this up um here's a clip
4: He kept instructing me to kind of go deeper in. I didn't oblige because I was pretty uncomfortable. So So I stayed pretty much in the hamstring area. Then he, in return, flipped over on his back. Um, He said he wanted his pelvic area massaged. Um, We started there. At that point, I was uncomfortable because the towel had fell. He instructed me to leave the towel down. So he's completely nude, penis erect, and everything. At this point I'm very very uncomfortable. Um, I wanted to end the session but at the time I was very scared. I was nervous. I didn't know how to. So I um, I continued the massage. Um, his penis touched me more than a couple of times. That's pretty much where it went until he ejaculated. Once this happened, how has your life changed? Um, I get very anxious at work now. Um, I would say I had a very great men clientele as far as facials here in Houston. Now when men come in, I'm very nervous. I always text my mom or my best friend like, hey, I have a man coming in now. I don't know how this session is going to go. It's, it's not how I envisioned me running my business my first year at all. Okay. So it's- I'm sorry. Can I have a minute? No, yeah, 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 yeah. It's Okay.
0: So something that she says that really struck a chord for me is how the interviewer says, you know, playing devil's advocate, how do we know that you women um, don't just want attention or money or, you know, all this? And she literally is like, for like, what positive could this possibly bring? And I bring this up because this is something that we've explored when high profile people, whether it be, you know, the Dave Portnoy's, the army hammers, like that's always something in the back of people's minds, right? Like, was there consent, you know, what is the motive? Like, what is actually going on here? And and it's sad and it's sad. And that's a reason why I had such a problem with, you guys know, when I had Dave Portnoy on my show and that whole spectacle over what was, you know, allegedly consensual, right? Because it always makes us have questions and doubt in the back of our mind of motives. However, I feel like in this case, when you have somebody who saw 66 therapists, which is not normal, I watched interviews and discussions with other professional athletes. They're like, maybe in that span of time, like two to five, 66, like you are a serial predator and you are out for looking for something. Okay. But moreover, I could totally understand what they're coming from. Like they're hired to do this job. There's a huge, you know, famous professional athlete backed by the NFL. And what do you do? It's like, what, you know, what do you do? Sure. You can be like back off the chair, get off buddy. But you have this huge, powerful quarterback. I could understand that being intimidating, especially when it has to do with your business. And it's just all around bad. Like what is all around bad? What's crazy is he has spoken out about this and he defends himself to the death. He's like, I have never done any of this. I don't disrespect any women. And he literally says, and I quote, I have no regrets. Here's another thing. And this is why I bet you don't have any regrets, pal. When he signed on, you know, that big fat $230 million contract I read allegedly now again this is all kind of unfolding so we don't know what will happen but apparently his 45 million dollar signing bonus won't be affected by you know suspensions or whatever happens etc so now what's unfolded and like I said continues to in real time sue Robinson like I said made that decision Six game suspension. So what happened was the NFL appealed it and they are looking to actually give him more of a punishment of one year off the field. Who decides this? But the commissioner, Roger Goodell, a very controversial figure. You may have heard of him before. Speaking of Dave Portnoy, like Dave Portnoy always like goes in on him because apparently this guy is just like scum. Roger Goodell is either going to decide or appoint somebody of what's going to happen next. So like I said, it's all um, very much unfolding and we will see, you know, what happens with all of it. But what I will leave you with now that you have, the low down the down low if you prefer is as you can see i have comments questions and concerns what and how any of this makes sense in the pea brains of the people running the nfl the inconsistencies like when i tell you about other players who've gotten harsher you know punishments and penalties for things that are much less severe your brain is gonna be twisted at it. We're gonna explore all of this. Anyone has a problem with any of these conversations? Someone has to have them, so you can cancel us. And next up at bat is Nick Hamilton. So I'll see you there. Long time no see, I Nick
2: I know, right?
0: Are you gonna get sick of us over here I Cancel Me Baby?
2: Never, no, for you, never. Anybody else, maybe.
0: <laughs> it's like, we just can't get enough of you. So Nick, I appreciate you hopping on. I just, I'm trying to give everybody kind of the play by play. So guys, we're shooting this Friday morning, August 5th. So Nick, the before we get into the nitty gritty, um, what is the latest? Because I the last I left off with my audience is how the NFL appealed it. Now it's kind of in the hands of Roger Goodell. So has there been any decision right now from Roger Goodell or where are we at?
2: Well, basically, Roger Goodell will not be overseeing the case himself. He has actually appointed uh, uh, that to uh, New Jersey State Attorney General Peter C. Harvey uh, to look over the case. That way, there is no bias of people who can claim there's some type of bias because it is the NFL commissioner, uh, which I thought was very, very smart of him. Uh, obviously, Deshaun Watson's uh, case is very, very serious and very important. Uh, as the league is concerned. So, you know, you have to be very delicate in how you move now. Right. We we expected the NFL to appeal the six-game suspension because they are looking for a one-year suspension uh, due to the personal conduct policy that goes right. uh, against their rules and regulations. It, it'd be interesting moving forward to see how the NFL is really going to yes. uh, uphold that decision, regardless of what the outcome could be.
0: So that's what I wanted to ask you about, right? Because at the end of the day, these people are concerned about what we know it the green right the money and we know that this guy can make them a lot of money do you think all of this the nfl asking for a year do you think it's to save face and to be like no no see guys we're really trying to go for the year or do you think there's really gonna be reparations here or in the end, is it all just about money for them? Like,
2: well, it's, it's always about the bottom line. But also, I think there's 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 optics involved in this as well, yes. because we know traditionally the NFL has has had a lot of opposition when it came to uh, their stance on certain issues con- concerning domestic violence, sexual assault, uh, alleged uh, sexual misconduct, and, and alleged sexual assault. Uh, and so, you you've seen times in cases where uh, people have run over people. Uh, with vehicular manslaughter and gotten 30 days in jail and gotten less time than someone being accused of sexual assault or sexual misconduct or battery. Um, so I think the NFL is trying to take a step in that particular direction to try to change the narrative as it were. But also, it's also about the bottom line as well. Um, they're going to make an example of Deshaun Watson one way or the other. They are, uh, to send To send a message, not only just okay. privately, but publicly as well, because again, it's about rehabilitating their image uh, because they've gotten so much blowback uh, in previous stances when they came to, as we saw with the Ray Rice situation, initially they got a two-game suspension. And then because of so much heat and backlash via the fans and media, they extended that suspension uh, to the point where we never saw Ray Rice again in the NFL. And moving forward, it's going to have to be consistency because I think a lot of people are saying, okay, if you're going to give Deshaun Watson, let's say, uh, uh, upholds to a year, uh, suspension, then what are you going to do moving forward? Is the, the next person that may be accused of sexual battery or misconduct of any kind of nature or whatever the crime, that the, the, the allegation may be that goes against the, the personal conduct policy? Are you going to give them a year or a very stiff penalty or is it just a one-time thing?
0: In the end, are they really trying to save their image? Are they trying to you know, have this guy still?
2: Well, you got to, People have to understand the NFL is a business. It's, a, it's the shield for a reason. It's the number one sport in the country for a reason. It is a business, um, just like any other sport entity, whether that be the NBA, Major League Baseball. Again, they're they're trying to protect their bottom line as they should, but also you have to also set a precedent to say, look, we're no longer going to tolerate these types of acts, whether you've been accused or not. Um, when you mentioned also. Uh, when you look at Deshaun Watson, because let's not forget Deshaun Watson before these allegations came out and before these 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 civil lawsuits came to fruition, uh, Deshaun Watson was a top 10 quarterback. So he's he has the ability to move the needle and he has the ability to make money and make the league money. Um, and I think he has the ability to do that again. As we saw this past week at Browns camp, how, how many Browns fans were getting autographs and kind of hounding him to get pictures and autographs. And that goes to show you that, Some people, at least in Browns, in the the Browns camp, as far as fan bases are concerned, aren't really that concerned about what the allegations were for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If Deshaun Watson sucked, if he wasn't that top guy that we had previously seen, it'd probably be a different story. We probably wouldn't even be talking about it as much as we are anyway, because we're also adding fuel to the fire by even having these type of discussions because the nature of Deshaun Watson. So what I'm saying is you have to also take that into consideration. Is it right? I personally agree with it. No, I think he should get a year ban.
0: As this is all unfolding, he's transferred over to the Browns. And here's what I don't understand. You're like, listen, the NFL, they're looking to, you know, protect their, you know, the optics and their reputation and all of this. But these people, meanwhile, they already knew this was happening. They already knew there was all this investigations lawsuit, yet they proceed to give this man a history-making contract, $230 guaranteed five-year contract. Contract. I don't understand that and I also read that they betted in his contract like expecting a suspension. So he would lose minimal money being like well we know you're probably going to be suspended for all this shit so here you go with 230 and you'll probably lose minimal so where's that for saving you know preserving their reputation.
2: Well, here's the thing. I mean, contracts are contractual. And and, what, and and the thing about it is, it's not what you're worth, it's what you can negotiate. And the fact that the Cleveland Browns agreed to that type of contract. See, people want to look at the NFL, but let's also look at the Cleveland Browns as an organization because they had to agree to that. The Cleveland Browns weren't forced to agree to that type of contract to keep Deshaun Watson once he was traded. And again, as I mentioned earlier, you look at the fan base in Cleveland, apparently the fan base isn't that riled up, at least what we saw via cameras. At training camp because they were in droves trying to get his autograph which tells me a lot and it's really sad to see uh, a situation like that because you have so many women that have been affected by this individual who has crossed the line on numerous occasions as we call him a habitual line stepper because this is a guy that is uh, has had numerous encounters and even yes. when you look at judge robertson's when she made her decision she also said hey there was some there was some intricate details that were not 100 percent truthful or at least forthcoming during his testimony so when you look at those situations you have to look at yourself and say okay as a society we can't just look at the nfl we can't just even look at the cleveland browns we have to look within and say how do we justify the fact that this person affected i'm not saying all 24 uh women may be telling the truth. They may not be telling the truth. I don't know. You don't know. People that may are watching this fine program don't know because none of us were in the room as as these things were were taking place. I'm not going to sit up here and not believe them because obviously where there's some smoke, there's fire.
0: Well, also, I have had very controversial takes on me too. As somebody like you who was in Hollywood on red carpets, all of it did interviews as it was unfolding, being like, hey, hey, let's wait a minute. You know, one accusation isn't enough. What if that again is your, your dad, your husband, your son, right? So that was where it's tricky territory where it's a slippery slope. However, with this, I'm like, you have 30 women. He saw what, plus, 66 plus at least in the, and you have all these, I've watched some of their, stories and you have such consistent stories of like literally like details of the hand towel he would put over his dick right it's like again what you know so there it makes me just be like what would they possibly have to gain
2: Well, it's interesting because I spoke with a couple of NFL athletes and I asked them, I said, hey, because, you know, NFL athletes, especially the top, the top tier athletes really take care of their bodies. They get their massages. They go to cold tubs. They even in the off season, they have a workout routine. They have a nutritionist. They usually have their own personal chefs. They want to make sure they're in top tier shape, even as the season goes along. So I said, I asked them a couple of them. I said, hey, do you guys have massage therapists like on call? Like, how do you guys go ahead and regulate that? And one athlete told me, said, look, I have three massage therapists. I have one in, in the state that I'm in. I have one when I go to the East Coast. And then I have one in the off-season that I go to just when I'm in the off-season. I'm traveling with the family or what have you. I go to certified massage therapists okay. that know what they're doing. I'm there to get a massage. I'm there to get my body worked on so that I can make sure I can avoid injury and be in tip-top right. shape. Um And again, if it were two or three allegations against Deshaun Watson, you could say, "Eh, okay, this is a money play, especially the way that it was disseminated. I mean, once he pissed off the Houston Texans brass, then all of a sudden these allegations start to surface. So it's very interesting when these allegations started to surface because the Houston Texans knew that this thing was going on. You can't sit up here and convince me that this NFL team, who does extensive background work that this team did not know what was going on and this man has a a serious problem dude you are deshaun watson a first round quarterback draft pick you know how many groupies will be lined up to holler at you and to want to be with you but you don't have to hardly do anything and you go and stoop to this level that tells me there's something psychologically wrong that this man needs some help with
0: Okay, but here is where I'm going to ask the obvious. You know, even Sue Robinson, I don't understand why this lady, I do. She's like, you know, six games, that's the protocol, that's what's been done in the past. Even you being like, you know, I think X amount is fair. I'm just going to ask the obvious. Why don't they kick his ass out? Like, are there no other quarterbacks in this stratosphere? I don't understand. Like, this is what I mean, right? So let's compare it to our, our world of Hollywood, right? We ha- In our last episode, This is just an example that comes to mind. We talked about Morgan Wallen. So Morgan Wallen says the N-word to his friend. Is it okay? We both agree, no. But it's not in like a abrasive, you know, a combative way, right? He's kind of saying it like, oh, like whatever, okay. But in turn loses his, you know, reps, label drops him, can't perform at this, this, that, the other thing, right? We see it happen. That's just one example in Hollywood. So now we have someone like this who is an actual, even Sue Robinson said, is a threat to other people and their well-being. Like, is actually, allegedly, as we're saying, this kind of serial predator with issues. Mm-hmm. So why is he, even if it's a year off, like, are, I'm sorry, are there no other quarterbacks on this planet? Like, why do we need to preserve this guy? Why does he, why can't he get the boo? Like, it's just, I don't understand that. It just doesn't add up.
2: Because what doesn't add up is the fact of what it actually happened. And the fact and I think a lot of it some of it has to do with the fact that he wasn't criminally charged, which tells you there may be some evidence on certain issues that didn't lead to that. Um also again, it's a business. I mean, Deshaun Watson makes money. People forget because they, as they say, winning cures all and people are going to focus more on what he does on the field and how he performs on the field versus what he has previously been accused of off the field.
0: It just seems to me, and I said this in my opening, like it just seems like the NFL is like anything goes. It's like the wild West because of even of just now what was laid out, you know, this man, regardless, will probably continue to make millions of dollars play at some point also, let's get back because you had referenced Ray Rice, all this. I don't know if my listeners, you know, we're not as up to sports as you are, Nick. So, you you know, but that's why you're here to to share your big sports brain and wisdom with us. But that's something I have in my notes here are the inconsistencies. Someone like me looking in is like, what the hell is going on? How does any of this add up or make sense? Here are just some I want to throw out. You mentioned mm-hmm. Ray Rice. So, guys, this was in 2014. You, you like sports person or not, definitely remember, have to remember seeing this. So there was uh, footage, which I don't know why shit always goes down in elevators, but he literally knocks out his then fiance Uh and drags her out of an elevator. Um, You said that at the time, right? He had a two game uh, suspension for domestic abuse, but then he ended up getting, it ended up being, what happened?
2: Well, basically yeah. what happened was, I believe it was an A-game, ended up being an A-game suspension. But what happened was, the reason why he got the two games is because there was no physical evidence. And the difference, and that's the difference, Everybody, I've heard people try to compare Ray Rice's situation with Deshaun Watson's situation. The difference is, there is video evidence of him assaulting his then-fiancé, now-wife. He had actually sought counseling, along with his then-fiancé, and now-wife, had sought counseling
0: why do athletes why do professional athletes like hollywood and actors that's a money making business too but why is it that a professional athlete gets so many passes and an actor is you know their whole career is destroyed over like a dire, diary entry someone found from 25 years ago like why are athletes well, so special
2: well here's the thing i don't think it's athletes that are so special because let's look how long it took for certain sexual allegations to come out let's say for bill cosby um uh, Harvey Weinstein, it took them decades to figure that stuff out. He had been doing that for decades and been and been making money. He was responsible for some of the well, arguably some of the greatest films that we all have been able to enjoy as far as on the production end and the executive production end uh, before you know, it was finally revealed of all of the misconduct and all of the right. people he impacted. So right. it took them decades before it wasn't just overnight. Now it seems like it's overnight because it's more awareness and people are actually speaking right. out and stepping up. But 30, 20, 30 years ago, people were getting assaulted. People were getting mistreated. It seems like athletes are taking their sweet time. No, it's just the fact of the timing of it where it, all, it, it may appear that way, but everybody's getting their justice and doing their due diligence when it comes to that. It just may. Take a little bit more time than we like to. We like to, anticipate. yeah,
0: because even think about Army Hammer. I did an episode on it when it all was unfolding, what two years ago, and that's even murky. And I'm not defending Army Hammer, but he had like one, two, very sketchy. We don't know if it was mm-hmm. consensual or not. Like these women all claim this was no consent, this was unwanted, which even Sue Robinson confirmed. But with Army Hammer, you know, again, it was immediate drop like this he's like a bus boy now probably like in the Bermuda Triangle so it's like that was so immediate over again you know every it's case by case but that's what I mean and you're right it's like what is it with the NFL that it just takes you know it seemingly you know takes it well
2: I mean yeah it's it's a head scratcher no doubt but also you have to be careful too because you don't want to get sued you don't want to be in a situation where okay you drop a client and then realize later on, oh, crap, okay, they really weren't guilty. They they were being set up or they were trying to be extorted. And now you got to go back and try to save face. And now you're being sued by that former client because now they're saying, hey, you dropped me for no reason. So now I lost millions of dollars. I lost – it was a domino effect because I lost other endorsements. It's the same thing that happened um, when when you look at, you know, athletes that were accused. And then we come out maybe nine months to a year later and say, wow, you know what? There was no there was truly no evidence. This person tried to conspire against them or it was two or three people that conspired against them or they were being extorted and they didn't uh, uh, you know, meet the demands of the of uh, the extortion. And so now they're being, you know, accused in the court of public uh, of opinion. And even if you are, you know, found not guilty or found innocent of those alleged crimes, the court, some people are still going to be like, well, you just paid your way out of it. So it's never you you never truly get your reputation back.
0: So another example, a lot of people I'm sure you've seen tunic are comparing this to is who can forget but my boy Tom Brady and Deflate Gates. So people are like, this makes sense. So Tom Brady, who may or may not have, you know, deflated footballs, was given what a four-game suspension, and the Patriots were fined a million dollars, which Deshaun Watson has not been fined yet. Another this is my favorite, which how it how it stacks up to this. And this is why I want your input, because I could be totally off base here. Mm. Um, Atlanta Falcons player Calvin Ridley had a one year suspension for betting on his team, but he wasn't playing at the time. Right. So I see. So, right. Again, like, do you see why someone like me would be like, this does not make sense. Like someone make it make sense.
2: Well, here's the thing. First of all, Calvin Ridley really was stupid. I mean you can't bet on games when you're playing in the same league. Now, of course, you... but
0: like betting on a game and getting a year versus like allegedly oh. assaulting people and getting six games. I'm like Yeah, oh. that,
2: that that's yeah, that's that's ridiculous to me, but this is what I'm saying. Again, I think it goes back to also evidence. There's concrete evidence that Calvin Ridley bet on football games. Right. I'm not taking his side. I'm just laying it all out to people Mm. so they can have both sides. The four-game suspension for Tom Brady I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Deflate balls, really? Like, we're going to really worry about deflated balls? Like, like that's going to stop Tom Brady in his greatness. Like, he still could throw a damn football.
0: I just want to thank you for backing my boy, my golden boy, Tom Brady. He can do no wrong in my eyes except for complain i guess which he and giselle did recently about employing all kinds of chefs and nannies and cooks for their kids otherwise he could do he could do literally no wrong in my eyes but i want to talk to you nick about again like kind of the big picture of all this because what this comes down to i mean you even talk about it you're like obviously he has issues if it's working with their through therapy all this and even with this whole cancel culture thing even if someone tweets out it's always this big statement of like learning to do better and this and that. Right. And I always say that's why, again, with my show, it's like, all right, we got to give people a little bit of room. Like, what are we walking gods? Like, give me a break. People are punished over the stupidest things. To me, this is different. It's like, this is different than somebody saying the wrong pronouns on Twitter and having to have their publicist come out with a thing of how they'll do better. It's like, I don't know. You know, it's just something to explore. It's like, where's the line here of giving people grace and allowing them to continue on with their professional careers and their livelihoods, right?
2: Well, it's interesting how people will will harp on Deshaun Watson, but they won't give the same attitude and that same energy to Ben Roethlisberger, who was also accused of hemming somebody up in a bar bathroom. Um, and it's interesting, even with just allegations, how Ben Roethlisberger was pretty much gone and forgotten about when it came to that. But with Deshaun Watson... Uh, is going to constantly forever be brought brought up regardless of what people believe or don't believe and I think that has something to do with the hue of his skin Um, I think I was
0: going to ask you about that I, I think, think is does that play into
2: it with oh absolutely right? absolutely and, I mean and, black quarter I mean being a black quarterback in the National Football League people can say what they want yes you have black quarterbacks you have Russell Wilson you have Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. you have Lamar Jackson obviously Deshaun Watson they're not looked and viewed as the same as their white counterparts because there's still a somewhat of a disdain for having black men quarterbacking and leading a franchise and leading a team. Now, it may not be as prevalent or as overt as it once was, but there's still some remnants of that type of racism being perpetuated throughout the league when it comes to how black quarterbacks are viewed. I mean, the other day, Patrick Mahomes was talking about how black quarterbacks are judged very differently than their white counterparts. And he was absolutely correct in that. If they make a mistake, they're criticized two to three times harder than their white counterparts, and it's absolutely, uh, 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 it's absolutely true.
0: I actually want to counter that because I've seen people say. Is there not a harsher punishment because he's a black player? This is a white woman, right? Sue Robinson in the first Mm -hmm. kind of round of punishment, so to speak. Would it look bad, a white woman punishing a black man even worse? Um, Like, is that part of it, right? So there's that, but also... I almost feel like even given like some of the other things we talked about, there's a part of me that's like, okay, say this was like a white quarterback, similar to a Morgan Wallen, like caught on camera saying the N word multiple times. Would they get harsher punishment than this?
2: No, right? I mean, look at look at what was the Philadelphia Eagles uh, tight end a wide receiver that kept using the N word at a country a country and uh, a country and Western concert, and he kept using the N word profusely over and over and when over was again. That? I want to say 2011. I mean, it, it went viral. It went all over, um, and everybody was calling, and saying, "Hey, why is it, isn't this guy suspended? He was using racial slurs. Nothing happened to him. Nothing."
0: But isn't it a uh, different climate now, Nick? No, like if that were to happen now, I mean, that was twelve years ago. I f-
2: I think it's worse now. Honestly, I think it's worse now. It's so you uh, think more... they get
0: more leeway now?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we. I mean. Look, Just looking at the climate, and again, I've always believed right is right, wrong is wrong. I don't care what race you are, I don't care what gender, sexual orientation you are, right is right and wrong is wrong. But let's also look at this, the, the, the same energy that people have for it. I mean, look at Britney Griner, for example, just as a quick example. Obviously, she was accused of uh, drug having drug paraphernalia, um, and mm-hmm. she was convicted for nine years in a Russian jail. I've seen comments where people were like, so what? Like she deserved it, but she shouldn't have got caught with it. And it's like, yeah, she made a she made a grave mistake. Don't get me wrong. I was the first one on my on my radio show. But if she was Sue Bird, for example, or Diana Taurasi over there, which Diana Taurasi what did play for that Russian team at one point in time, I don't think we 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 would have this. I think Amer- America wouldn't have the same vigor and disdain in some of the comments that they have for Brittany Griner if it was Diana Taurasi or Sue Bird.
0: So say again. At, like like you said, wrong is wrong, and race shouldn't even be a factor here. But say what's playing out right now with Deshaun Watson was the exact same thing, but with a white quarterback. What do you think, if any, would be any differences right now? I
2: don't think out? I don't think the scrutiny would be as bad um, if this were, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the scrutiny would be as bad. People hate Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, first of all, he lied about the vaccine, and he he marches through to beat up a different drum. But I still think at the end of the day, it wouldn't be as much scrutiny for Aaron Rodgers as it is for Deshaun That's Watson. Insane. I don't I, think so. I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it would be. I think again. But I, I, for me, I'd hold them in the same regard because again, I think wrong is wrong and right is right.
0: So I have to, full transparency, I have backed Aaron Rodgers, especially at the time, for openly talking about the vaccine, for just being like, hey, here's my take on it, because at the time, people were, like, losing their minds. So I stand by that, though, that he just was like, here's how I feel about it, and that's that on that. But let's pull out before we wrap here, okay? I actually feel like it's not getting a lot of media attention outside of sports outlets. Um... Which is crazy because this seems, again, even as acknowledged, this is the most egregious um, Mm -hmm. case reviewed by the NFL. So, again, I didn't even know much about it. I had seen headlines here and there, Mm -hmm. but I really had to read up on it. A lot of my listeners, I'm sure, aren't. Like, if this were Aaron Rodgers, it would literally be plastered on our foreheads 24-7, right? So, I don't know what you think about that, but I actually feel like this isn't getting as that much, given how um, big and like you said, delicate the case is.
2: Respectfully, I might have to disagree because I think it has. I think a lot of, especially in the last several weeks, and I think over the course of time. I mean, when it, when it first came out, the numbers started to increase. The number of women that have, have spoken out. I mean, I saw I saw two interviews. One of the interviews was a young a young uh, a young lady who was a, a professional masseuse, um, and she's worked on athletes before. Actually was uh given a referral for deshaun watson and she she was excited like hey i got a houston texans player you know i'm gonna build up my resume yes. i can put you know and her experience i mean she was in tears by the time she she described her experience with him mm-hmm. um which is really heartfelt and it was like wow i saw okay, a few so, of those yeah so if mm-hmm. she's telling this and then this other young lady is saying mm-hmm. something similar to that then how many out of the 24 are saying that too i don't care if if these, if a couple of these women were were known prostitutes when a woman says no or a woman right. is not in in that particular manner to be advanced in that way you need to respect that i don't care what her profession is whether she's a yeah. corporate person or she's a a, a street walker
0: that's the bottom line one of the women i played a couple clips earlier and one of them speaks to exactly what you're talking about she has a new business she explains it and you know there's two sides of it even in my head right because on one end of it she's like this is a huge nfl superstar this could be huge for my business huge for exposure but then on the other end of it there's a part of me that's like be careful like are you putting yourself in a bad position right all these things and at the again where I have had controversial takes on that as well because it's like to what end are you putting yourself in a bad position but it all comes in the end to what you put so well is no is no um period you're so in the world of sports you're talking to these you know you're you're brushing shoulders with these people and you're all in on it so talk about the energy and the um like the atmosphere of this this whole thing of like fame and entitlement and like where consent gets murky because it's like in these guys heads in hollywood oh. too where it's like well i can do it i can get away with it and second nick um where this collides with hollywood because i talked about this earlier but for hollywood an industry that's so gung-ho on me too and really prides itself on like bringing it to the masses like why are they silent on this
2: well, here's the thing. To answer your first question, I think, mm-hmm. listen, some of these guys have been getting smoke blown up their asses since they were in junior high. But, you know, they've been they've been glorified. And, and again, immensely talented people. You're getting headlines. You're getting press clippings. And it eventually, like anything else, you will start to believe your own hype at some point. I was inside of a club, and there was a, one young man. He was a draftee, and he had his friends with him man, they were acting buck wild. Like they've never been any place before. I mean, they were smoking weed. They were jumping on the mm-hmm. couches, acting, just, just being loud, drinking. Mm-hmm. And we look up and it's these guys that look out of place. They were from an NFL team security. And they were watching this individual. And I'm like, oh my God, this is why I say you got to have the right people around you. Because no matter how talented you are, If you don't have the right people around you, you could potentially blow an opportunity that you worked your entire life for. Mm.
0: And before you answer about the Hollywood question, it goes into this, but it's with this whole thing. It's like, listen, we can say all day long, oh, these people are just like us, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry, at the end of the day, like they're fans, fanatics, right? Like these people, athletes, celebrities, actors, they're gods to these people. So there's a responsibility. I'm sorry. It's like you're on a public stage and, and as far as like the nfl upholding its reputation that's why i said earlier it's like are there no other quarterbacks it's like i'm sorry to some end you know you are a role model for you know thousands millions of people
2: right? well i think i think it's a responsibility but we also have to understand these guys are human they're gonna make mistakes see the mistakes that you and i make our friends and, and loved ones will, uh, know about it of we're course. not we're not on that level yet now when we start doing major tv stuff we spit sideways. It's gonna make TMZ, all right. <laughs> but for them, if they jaywalk and they get a ticket, or a guy speeds, he does twenty miles over the speed limit and gets a speeding ticket, it's gonna be broadcasted on TMZ. Same thing with Hollywood actors and actresses and producers. If they do one thing wrong, it's like, oh my god, what are they? Uh, what, I can I can never watch any of their movies again. You got a stack load of movies. I mean, it's, it's, it's about the dumbest shit, like burning a jersey because your favorite player. That
0: leaves. I agree with 100 percent. But Come I on. think there's, you know, I think it's there's a line, right?
2: Oh, it is a line. But yeah. My point is there's no line for, <laughs> for most people, whether they be actors, actresses, producers, whatever, where people have to check them. And that I think that's part of the problem, too, is taking accountability for what you do. I think it's. I think it's selective punishment. It's 2022. I don't don't shit surprise me these days. People choose to, yeah, you know, stand on their soapbox for things versus things. others.
0: Hop on things, yeah, exactly. Well, Nick Hamilton, it has been real as always. Thank you for sharing your ever-present sports wisdom with us. We are grateful. We'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. I again, I, I will always say this. I'm extremely proud of you. I am extremely uh, grateful for you to have me come back on your platform. And, you know, I, I believe that you, I see, I continue to see ex- you excelling. So keep it up. Don't let these people get to you. Keep being 100% unapologetically you. And, hey, if they don't like it, turn the channel.
0: Pe- Don, period. Need I say Hello. more? Nick Hamilton, thank you so much, and like I said, don't get sick of us because I may just ask you to come back around again. Are
2: you serious? Uh, you you still you you guys have to come out to the West Coast still, so I'm still waiting on that. I know I got to come to Nashville. I know I'm coming to Nashville.
0: Oh, thank you the you for the end of the year, it's happening. Nick, thank you so much.
2: <laughs> My pleasure.
0: Okay, so definitely lots to unpack there. I know I took a lot from that talking to Nick and getting his point of view. I hope that you guys did as well. Next up, we are going to have the one, the only, the expert of all experts, David Meltzer. Here is my chat with David. It is game time, bitches. As you know, this is cancel me, baby. This is not amateur hour. And as promised, we have the sports aficionado, okay, Entering the chat to weigh in, the one, the only, David Meltzer. The man needs no introduction. But in case you are living like Laura Croft in a tomb, here's a little bit, okay, because he's been on the show before. But David is a marketing genius, entrepreneurial mastermind, very much a sports professional athlete, expert expert. Okay, he's the co founder of sports one marketing. And even more, he was the CEO of Steinberg sports and entertainment. He's showing us the money. Do you know why? Because that was the agency that Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise and all his foiness was inspired by. So he's here with us now, David. What a time. What a moment. Thank you for joining us again on cancel me baby. I know you're a busy man. So we're excited.
3: I'm active and that was one of my favorite introductions I've ever heard. Thank you Taylor for having me on and I'm excited to talk about both sides of the issue of Deshaun Watson and anything else you'd like to talk about.
0: Well, David, something I love about you is that you are a straight shooter. You're a no BS kind of guy. So I'm excited to go there with you today. Now, first and foremost, let's take a big picture look at what's going on. Like I said, well, first off actually, Give my audience a little bit. They already know they're up to speed on the sitch, but I want you to do a little bit of name dropping because we know you're big time, big deal, but a little bit of name dropping of Hall of Famers, professional athletes that you've worked closely with, et cetera. Don't be shy, David. Yeah,
3: I'm a Hall of Fame quarterback. Warren Moon uh, was my business partner and co-founder of Sports One Marketing. I'm currently partnering with multi Hall of Famers in a variety of different businesses, but- most importantly, Marshall Falk, uh, the Hall of Fame running back, uh, is also a business partner in of mine in Virtuity Financial. Um, but I've worked and marketed the entire Pro Football Hall of Fame. I've represented the Clemente family, Jackie Robinson. We did this statue at UCLA. I've uh, had over 2 billion in management uh, that we've worked with, uh, both on the agency side and the marketing side. And today with uh, my TV show, office hours, we've had everyone from, you know, Brett Favre to Austin Eckler to Deepak Chopra, Sadhguru, Cameron Diaz, Dan Aykroyd. We've had billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers. Uh, You've seen the movie, uh, Six Degrees of Separation. I try to live my life by doing kind things with one degree of separation. And I'm so glad that you and I have that same uh, shared uh, experience together of being close friends
0: likewise so that is the interview um have a good day everybody no david we're actually going to get we're going to come full circle and get to that in the end but okay need i say more people like you get the idea right david in high places friends in high places so with that said david you have been in this world a long time the clients professional athletes the agency side now this is a little bit of a twofold but you're kind of bird's eye impression, number one, how the culture has shifted since you first started. And number two, is this playing out as you expected? Should it be harsher punishment up front? Take, take it away, David.
3: Yeah, look, the pendulum always swings too far each way. Um, and a lot of things that have been instituted in professional sports were long-weighted things that need to be uh, put into policy. Uh, The problem that I have is when we don't have policy or don't stick by policy and allow arbitrary and capricious uh, punishment, determinative upon a different people. We saw this most, believe it or not, in the steroid era. Uh, You know, talk about hypocrisy. You know, Major League Baseball knew people were using steroids from the top to the bottom, and then determinative upon who they could get the most media mileage out of, they punished accordingly. And, you know, so Andy Pettit came out and said, oh, I tried steroids, even though that wasn't true, that he used them. And then the greats like Barry Bonds and, you know, uh, Roger Clemens, you know, came out and said, I never used it. And they used it. Then they were persecuted beyond fairness. Um, And it gets even more difficult when we're talking about some sort of, abuse of other people. See, steroids is an abuse of yourself. But when we start having assaults, batteries, and abuses on other people, now it's a whole nother realm. And where uh, it's evolved to is obviously a heightened awareness, which I think is extraordinary. I love, you know, to uh, totally raise awareness on fairness and treating people with equity and inclusion, you know, making sure everybody has fair opportunities. But it's the arbitrary and capricious punishment that bothers me as a sports executive for, you know, almost 30 years. And that's where the real problem lies is nobody comes up with a policy and sticks to it.
0: Well, I had a guest before you, Nick Hamilton. He is a sports journalist, has met a lot of professional athletes in the mix with these big organizations, same thing. He and I got into what you're saying, the arbitrary rules. There's no consistency, Let's throw out an example, shall we? So I don't know if you saw this, David. I think this happened today, but this isn't the NFL, but in college football, did you see the story of the assistant coach who resigned because the guys were all in the locker room and one of the players was distracted with the tablet and the assistant coach went over kind of being like, what what is more important than what's going on right now? What you have, you know, like you have something to share with the class. So he read what was on the tablet out loud. They won't say what it is, some profanity, something. And he resigned. But don't worry, sh- Deshaun Watson won't even say he's sorry. And, you know, we'll continue making millions of dollars. Right. So it's that, you know, inconsistency that blows my mind.
3: Yeah. And it stems from, first of all, a distinction between civil uh, punishment and criminal uh, punishment, right? So we start at the very top where people, some people have an expectation that you're innocent until proven guilty. And the problem with the process between civil, a civil claim is for money, a criminal cl- a claim is for punishment uh, to go to jail. Um, and so we get caught up into this uh, innocent before proven guilty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, an athlete who doesn't have time, you know, to wait on the sidelines to find out if he's going to be proven guilty. I'm not saying whether he's guilty or not. Notice what I'm saying. He doesn't have the time to find out whether he's going to be proven guilty. He then thinks on his side, you know, regardless of what, the accusation is that you cannot take away my livelihood because the entire basis of our government is innocent until proven guilty. And now it swings the other way to, you know, 24 civil lawsuits and, you know, and so now where does that onus fall? And I believe it falls one, either by the employer right? Or the corporate uh, head, meaning the NFL would be the parent company, and the team is the employer. And then they need to decide, and they should have predetermined policies, you know, that are agreed upon by the NFLPA, the Players Association, to say, look, if you have more than five civil uh, claims against you, then there's a preponderance of uh you know interference to the well-being of the team and the league so you're going to have to sit the sideline if there's less than 5 mm-hmm. and I'm using arbitrary numbers sure. here but there's nothing like that so we end up into a financial decision right and, and everyone's making a financial decision and the whole awareness issue gets put to the side because everybody's talking about punishment of civil and criminal and the The whole issue is a mess. so we need to have defined we know better between civil and criminal accusations. And if we do that, all of this will go away,
0: okay. So something that is kind of what I was going to get at, something that Nick said because I'm like, what are why when the NFL is accused? Does it take fifty centuries? By the time I'm a hundred, maybe I will see something play out here, right? And listen. I have had provocative takes on me too, because I've argued, as someone who watched it unfold in Hollywood, you talk about the pendulum. I've argued it's gone so far as where we need to be careful, it's dangerous to destroy someone's life over an exact over one accusation. What if that is your dad, your husband, your brother, right? In this case, when you have, like you said, David, you know, 20 to 35 people, right? There's a red flag there. So something Nick said is the, you know, what you got at, which is the legality. Now playing devil's advocate, he said, what if it turns out they can't just ax the guy because what if it turns out it's not all true? So could you see that part of it? And also, you know, Roger Goodell had the option to give him the year long punishment to, you know, take the bull by the balls, basically. And he passed it off. So what does that say?
3: Yeah, well, I think you're asking two separate things. Is Yes. Look, any way you go about it, um, there has to be uh, some accountability. And I I was this way when I was young, right? I was a follower in the sense that I like to do what my friends did. But I knew that I had to separate myself one degree from a problem. And so, you know, if you're dumb enough to put yourself into a situation where 24 people are accusing you of something that you didn't do, um, you know what, maybe as a corporate or as a business decision, you're not going to be employed by me. And I'm just talking about me personally. If you're dumb enough to do that, and that's why I would have a policy uh, accordingly. Now, as far as Roger Goodell, look, that is probably one of the most highly political positions ever created Uh, with so many diverse, powerful interests from billionaires. The most billionaire boy club is the NFL ownership to media, the biggest medias in the world, to very wealthy coaches and players. uh, You know, you're looking at a lot of diverse interests. So if I'm Roger Goodell, the safest thing to do on an issue where abuse, attack, you know, that, you know, that is outside of, you know, harming yourself, which is what baseball did as well, is to punt. So I fully understand why Roger Goodell punted because he was in a no-win situation. And the only win was to allow other people to be accountable. And he can only get the subsidiary blame of, well, you didn't make the decision. Yeah, that's a lot better than what would happen if he did make a decision with all the diver, He he would be against billionaires or media or players and coaches. So he's going to punt. It's a political decision.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's sad because it actually pivots exactly where I wanted to go, which is Hollywood and show business, which you and I, of course, are both in as well. And with both of these, you know, people don't often relate professional sports like the NFL to entertainment, but When you think about it like this, they are both, they reach billions of people, are super powerful when you look at the inner workings like that, right? So I know we're running out of time, but I want to make that parallel, David, right? Like I said, I was there on the red carpet when the whole Me Too, yeah, women, it was like a moment. Like it was, oh my God, we're finding our voice. Like It was like the earth was shaking, right? So why now? I don't, all these celebrities that pride themselves on, you know, really bringing this movement forward why are they crickets now when it comes to this
3: because the same reason roger goodell punted this is a highly political like these are the people this is entertainment these are the people who are going to hire you and you know when push comes to shove a lot of people choose livelihood over lives and It happens historically, right? I always study history to determine human nature. And so entertainers uh, will once again punt because every content, every major network, every streaming video side of it has a vested interest in the success of this content. And they're making a livelihood choice over a live choice. And This happens all the time historically, always has, and we've, you know, when you have these issues with these people, it's, you know, people are self interested. And look, Mm -hmm. let's be fair. Whether it's, you know, Black Lives Matter, whether it's Me Too, you know, whatever it is, I, you know, is hyper uh, aggressive that everyone was. I said, where are they going to be in January of twenty twenty three, right? Where, where are the? And it happens all the time because our government preys on apathy. It preys on livelihood, not livehood. and it takes someone like a Nelson Mandela that's willing to go to jail for 27 years and choose his live over livelihood, you know? And it's amazing, that's what it's going to take, uh, but it will also, no matter what, because of the money and the diverse interests and the politicalization of it, it's gonna take a long time. So you will be 50 years older by the time we have a major progress to this, but one of the easy stepping stones is to predetermine the responsibility through, you know, whether it's arbitrary or not, through civil and criminal guidelines Mm -hmm. that are just number-based. Look, this many accusations, this is what you're gonna get. This many accusations, civil or criminal or, or one or the other, This is your punishment. We could save millions of dollars and tons of time. Look, these are the rules. The Players Association and the league agreed to it. The team owners agreed to it. And now we're, period. That's the the first step that needs to be taken.
0: Lastly for you, David, and in 50 years, sidebar, you guys, it's on the record. I better be a MILF who still isn't taking anybody's shit. So um, lastly, you know, it is interesting because I've gotten to know you and you are such a people person your mission is to empower a billion people around the world and help others and connect and you're really like i said a genius at it so from being like i said so immersed i know you talk about you know not having arbitrary rules and accountability and all of this but i have to say like i feel like with the nfl the message to women is it's like a David and Goliath. It's what we talked about. It's like, well, good luck to you. You know, good riddance, right? It's like, we're going to go after like the little people. Good luck going up against this big entity player, or whatever. So with that said, um, any last thoughts on solutions for this really moving forward?
1: Well,
3: look, we, we also have the problem of diverse interest within women themselves. You know, like look at the Browns fan club the 3000 women fan club of the Cleveland Browns who are once again, supporting Deshaun and, you know, because he's their quarterback. And so, you know, I, I just think it's hyper complex and we're not doing ourselves any favor by creating separation. Here's my simple take uh Taylor on these things. And, you know, I am on a mission to unify the world, to empower it. And what we need to do is we need to learn to one, appreciate the differences, uh, And that's different than appreciating that we're all the same. And a lot of times, I think in these situations, we all start going towards, you know, let's just, we're all human. You know, we're all, all lives matter. No, no, no. Let's address the differences and let's appreciate those differences, right? Because if I'm one of the fathers of a daughter who's accusing Deshaun Watson and I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Mm-hmm. I promise you, I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan, right? And Deshaun Watson's future of heart beating may be in jeopardy. That's how seriously I would take it.
4: Mm-hmm. But
3: I'm being completely unemotional having three daughters, having a gorgeous wife, my MILF, by the way. Um, yes. Yeah, right? It, I I have to take the anger and the separation out of it and appreciate the differing positions that are people on and start to connect with for example these different policies that everybody agrees upon moving mm-hmm. forward so that we can start moving the ball forward instead of creating a bigger you know a bigger divide that this isn't fair this is that no no let's bring together so we can heal this problem and get to the real problem which is why is a young man who has everything in the world, good looks, brains, money, and a sports hero, notoriety, brand. Why is he in a position where 24 women are accusing mm-hmm. him of this? What What are we doing to do that? That's my where I want to get to. I don't care about the punishment side as much as I care about why is this young man accused of 24? How could this happen? And a young man in that position How is it that the system has, you know, allowed this to happen without empowering him with real character, integrity and judgment, character, integrity and judgment?
0: And there has to be so much i talked about this with nick the last thought on this like there has to be so much entitlement right you you said it these nfl soup they're like superstars. they're like Mick jagger they're like rock stars right so it's this like you can't nobody's like
3: me. Mick jagger man he's the best
0: true but i don't All even right. know how i can't even picture you amongst that scene because you are so sweet and down to earth and to just picture you in like the locker room talk so to speak my brain is like cannot, it's like a I you know. know
3: I grew I grew. I grew. There's a look, I have a saying for white middle-aged men, we have a lot to unlearn. And I really have gone on a journey not only to learn a lot, but to unlearn a lot. And you know, I went to a wedding from a, a fourth grade friend of my wife and mine over the weekend, and there was all 70s stories, right? 70s stories. And I was thinking while they were telling the stories wow we've had a lot to unlearn you know what was acceptable and what was going on in this in the 70s and what we witnessed you know as a nine-year-old there's a lot i'm 54 right there's a lot 45 years of unlearning to make sure that i'm helping to unify and empower uh but i feel very confident by the way uh with women like you and my daughters uh to carry us through through in the future. And I think when you said 50 years from now, I remember my great aunt lived to 105. And she oh she was gosh. 103. And she was in a singles group at 103. And we and she wore Reebok high tops and would walk in Akron, Ohio in the shop indoor shopping mall for exercise, three miles a day at 103. And we were walking together, and she was outpacing me, by the way, at 103. She's four feet seven. But she said, Oh my God, look at that handsome young man. And, I, and I'm looking all around, and I was like, And Sophie, where? She's all right there. And it was like an 88-year-old man. <laughs> so when you said 50 years from now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be walking at like 103 going, oh, yeah, who's that hot milk over there at 78 or 80? I'm like, oh, it's Taylor, my friend.
0: <laughs> Goals in so many ways. And I've said it, like, her included. This is a conversation for another day, but men cannot survive without women like we are just all right David Meltzer thank you and for you know cancel me baby speak I think my takeaway is NFL get your shit together
3: policy let's bring us all together thank you Taylor
0: thank you David as always all right everybody so there you have it what a game what like we went into overtime but you know what we still haven't settled the score. Um, I hope you guys took a lot from this. As I said, it's an unfolding situation. I think it gives us a lot to think about. Mostly, my takeaway, I don't know about you, is whether it be the NFL, Hollywood, all of these big entities, like hell, even politics. It's that self interest David was talking about, right? How in the end of the day, this competition between money and business and doing what is actually right. Um, And it's, it's sad. So with that said, ladies, let's go girls. As Shania Twain said, um, you know, always speak up, speak your truth. And uh, if I see this guy playing on the field, so help, so help hold my earrings, hold my earrings. And like I said, NFL, get your shit. Together, sincerely, Cancel Me Baby and the community.